We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Thursday, the second day of June, year of our Lord 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Can you believe, Bruce, that it's halfway through the year already? And how are you, by the way? Healthy and alive. Uh, I cannot believe. Well, I don't know. It, at one point, it feels like it's been that long, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. You know what I mean? It, it, it's kind of a, I don't know. It, it does feel like things are going really fast. There's so much that's going on. And then at the same time, it feels like there's nothing going on. <laughs> That's true. That is true. But at the same time, hey, you know, we are in the age of uh, ever-evolving agendas. I mean, they're going to get you one way or the other, right? They're going to make sure that everybody's affected in one way or another. Monkeypox. We didn't talk about monkeypox yesterday. We didn't talk about it the day before. Well, we weren't here the day before, but the last show that we did. Let's talk about it now. But is there really anything to mention other than the fact that there's a there's a scaremongering campaign that's going on? Other than that, um, I really don't know much else. I, I mean, I'm not paying attention to the media all that much. Are you? Are, are you? Are you seeing anything that has to do with these uh, uh, these monkeypox outbreaks? I haven't seen any. Usually, they want that case up there on TV to scare you. Usually, that's what they want. They need something up there with some stock footage. They need people laying in hospital beds with. I don't know, whatever. I mean, they've got access to Hollywood. They did most of that stuff with COVID with a bunch of actors anyway. We we uh, we went over several videos of that. So why can't they just do the same thing with this? Doesn't that make more sense? I mean, if you want to scare people. Well, to be fair, uh, most of the science we're seeing on this, um, the strain that got out or that's, you know, getting into the quote unquote developed world uh, in first world countries Um this strain is is effectively as deadly as COVID, um, and it's only affecting, or well, not really only, but mostly affecting only one group in the population. One might suspect, I'm just pointing this out, one might suspect that there's a particular target on that particular group. One might suspect, especially when you have somebody like Dr. Anthony Fauci at the center of it, right? We saw what he did with AZT during the HIV epidemic back in the 80s, right? Uh-huh. And now it seems like same people are in charge. This clip from Sky News showing what I was referencing, showing they, they have to show it to you up close and personal. You got to see it, right? You got to see this. Watch this. Uh, I know you, the listener, you can't see it, obviously, but I, you really don't need to, but <laughs> you, you just need to hear it. Got to hear that fear mongering. I've got some breaking news uh, for you from the UK Health Security Agency, which says it's detected four additional cases of monkeypox, three in London and one linked case in the northeast of England, taking uh, the number of cases in the UK now to uh, seven. Here we come. Oh, I'm sorry. Actual case there, the monkeypox, and then you had the monkeys and you had Fauci and Schwab and Ted Rose and and Gates all there that look like mm -hmm. the monkeys, you know, the, the TV show from the 60s, I think it was. Yeah, I, I, about that time frame. 
Uh-huh. Um, so one of the things that um, really stuck out about that and all the pictures that I've found that they use on this, uh-huh. that there's something that really sticks out on the monkeypox thing. And that's um, now you're going to call me racist for, for seeing this, but uh, the skin tone doesn't match the average skin tone of these, these first world countries that are trying to fear monger monkeypox. It doesn't line up. Yeah. Take that for what you will. Here's the next question. Is this COVID 2.0? They're trying to resurrect some COVID measures. They're trying to bring some of that back. I think they're trying to just stretch that out as much as they can. You've got uh, universities and which I don't even think a lot of those universities, I don't even think they relaxed a lot of their things, did they? They kept a lot of their restrictions in place. Yeah. Yeah. I think they uh, they kind of relaxed them a little bit. Uh-huh. Um I think the the masks and all those kind of things went away. But as we we were seeing uh, before before we started, uh, they're still requiring vaccination some places. So I actually um, I live in a college town. I don't even know what the rules are there. It's pretty just because I have no I have no interaction with it. Yeah. Uh, And I don't know anybody that goes there. It's pretty bad. I I remember I stumbled upon there's a university in the next town over. And I remember I stumbled upon uh, one of their Telegram pages one day. They have their own university Telegram page. And my God, man, it's like a little Marxist safe haven. I'm serious. Everything was uh, these are the restrictions in this hall. These are the restrictions in this area. Uh, Make sure you're masking here for these classes and uh, take the outdoor classes and and maintain social distancing and all these. places. it was ridiculous. It was like some it's like some cult compound is what it looked like. But some schools in America are trying to bring some of these things back. And I'm still seeing people wearing masks here. It's the middle of spring. We're about to go into summer. I was telling Bruce, I was in a supermarket today and there are no masking requirements or anything like that here. They, they drop all that stuff. But you still have people that look, at least on the surface, like they have a little bit of wherewithal in the world, at least on the surface. And I was telling Bruce today, I was standing in the just inside the door of the supermarket. I was buying some uh, um, I was buying some fruit. And you know how the produce, the fresh produce is right there as soon as you come in at most supermarkets. Well, the produce section was right there. I'm standing right there and I see this guy who's walking up to the door of the store and he stops. Now, this is a guy that is somewhere between the ages of uh, 25 and 44, somewhere along in there. So the millennial generation, right? Our, our age range. He's in there somewhere. And so I see him stop. He looks through it like two or three of his pockets until he pulls out a, an N95 mask and then he puts it on and he walks in. He shops. He checks out right behind me. And then as soon as we walk out the door, I mean, he was a few steps behind me. He takes the mask off and then he walks right past an outdoor sidewalk cafe with like 100 people sitting in it. I, I don't I don't have words. I don't have words. The level that we're talking about here, this is uh, what Dr. Malone talked about, the mass formation psychosis. That's what this is. That, what I saw today, among other things, I still see people occasionally driving around with masks on in their car alone. That's mass hysteria is what that is. Someone that is gripped by the the fear that's been instilled in them and it's done actual psychological damage to them. It's altered their thought process into... But whatever this is, it's been a target of social engineering is what's happened to them. They are a victim of that. And to try and get them out of it, you have to first convince them that they've been put into it. Remember, they've been indoctrinated to the point now where they think you're the crazy ones. This is a clip of Dr. Matthias Desmet. He is an expert in the methods of mass formation psychosis and socioeconomics. Listen to how he describes this. Mass formation 
on individual psychological functioning is that it makes people radically incapable of taking a critical distance from what the group believes in. So once people are in the grip of this process of mass formation, they will typically become blind for the for the absurd characteristics of the group think, of what the group believes in. The people who are in the grip of mass formation uh, can truly believe uh, the most absurd thing, the most absurd things, even if it concerns people who are usually highly intelligent and highly educated. That's something very characteristic. We could even say that historical examples show that the higher the level of education, the more vulnerable people are for mass formation. People who are in the grip of it uh, seem to become radically unaware. It is as if they don't realize anymore that they lose many things while being in the grip of mass formation that used to be extremely important to them. And the leaders of the masses can take everything away of the people who are in the mass formation without the people noticing it. They become radically intolerant for dissonant voices. It is as if they are radically allergic, as if they cannot stand anymore, that people think differently. What's key about this is the long-term goal. They need to position people, the ones that are in the, the mass formation group that he's talking about, they need to position that group of people to want to exterminate those of us that can still think critically. This is exactly what was done during the Second World War across Europe, this type of think. That's what you can compare it to. But you notice he said the higher the level of education that someone has, the higher the level of intelligence someone has, the more they are susceptible to such things. And they will go along with it without questioning it. They will have everything taken from them and they will be unaware that it's actually happened to them. And they'll develop a sense of intolerance to the outgroup. You were talking about universities, the professors. There's your higher level of education, your higher level of intelligence, supposedly. Completely blind to everything, aren't they? It's funny because if you look at the people that were the, the ones that were the least demographic to have the uptake of the jabs, it was actually the PhD holders, which is funny. So you've got a group that was refusing, yet they're the most susceptible. That's an interesting concept. I, I would actually like to see more studies on that, at least from a psychological standpoint. I'd love to see the comparisons of that. I, I think it's pretty easy. Uh, personally, I, I think it's pretty straightforward. If you look at the people that are uh, highly educated, They've all been taught what to think. In today's world, universities don't teach you how to critically think. Today's universities teach you uh, what to think. Uh, you, you know, uh, Marxism, as an example, collectivism, the hive mind, you are a drone, you are a cog in the system. That, that's what it's teaching you. It's not teaching you think for yourself. You know, find the data yourself and come to your own conclusion. Observe science. It's it's that was one of the uh, gripes of a scientist uh, recently was university students aren't listening to or, or observing everything around them and then making a scientific conclusion based upon observational science. They're they're making their decisions on what's peer reviewed. Um, that's a problem that that's hive mind. That's group think. And that that's that's exactly that fits into what he's talking about here with uh uh, the, the psychosis it, it's the same thing it's it's or it's not exactly the same thing it would be the same concept it leads to the same thing and i i think that's that's the problem of the university now is it's just conditioned people to be in this state constantly no i, I get what you're saying but and I, i'm not disagreeing with you but what about the 
other side to that, it, that was my, my question is what about the other side to that? Because the ones that we saw that were the biggest refusers of the uptakes of the jabs, the biggest refusers were the PhD holders. How can they be the most susceptible and yet at the same time be the most aware? That was my question. Potentially. So some PhD holders uh, over time, it, it, it's kind of, um, wh wh what's the saying? Um, when you're young, you're, you're more of a liberal, a liberal. Uh, you know, you have a, a bleeding heart, if you will. And then as you get older, uh, you become more conservative, more um, bean counter, if you will. I actually, I actually heard that once. Uh, the saying was, if you're not a liberal by 20, you have no heart. If you're still a liberal by 30, you have no mind. Yes. The, the thing, I guess, I guess I never had a heart because I've never been. <laughs> I've never, <laughs> I've been, never been that. I've always been a conservative. I, but the thing is, is I'm not even really a conservative. I'm a conservative in the sense I want to conserve libertarianism. I want to conserve your right to make your own choice. That, that's what I want to conserve. But I, I think it's some, some of them that have come out of the universities and have lived in, real, in the real world have had a realization and had basically come out of that uh, psychosis. If you're staying in academia, you're, you're basically perpetuating that, that uh, cycle, that system. You're, you're being constantly fed. But if you come out to the real world, and see how things really work and get the shock of uh, reality that it tends to break you from that if if you're you're paying attention if you will and these people that were you know resisting I, I i think it's it's simply they were looking at science they were they were truly trying to look at data they were truly looking at things and going uh this is broken this isn't right uh they're, they're lying to us and I, I think that's I think that's what it boils down to is just those PhD holders weren't given into the group think mm -hmm. they, they could think for themselves. Well, here's the thing. This will lead you to the next step, right? They need something else. This is why we said monkeypox. That'll be the uh, th that'll be the next thing. They tried the uh, the whole war on Ukraine. They they swapped out all the COVID restrictions for the Ukraine signs. I'm serious. The same stores that had the uh, the social distancing signs and the masking signs swapped it all out for donate to Ukraine. Like that, that's literally what they did. The same, the same big businesses did that. And now that that's failing, you've even got Henry Kissinger, by the way, who's just celebrated his 99th birthday, was being hailed as a happy birthday celebration by guess who? The Chinese Communist Party. You couldn't make it up. Like they're celebrating his birthday, for God's sake, publicly. Really? And the mass formation psychosis continues on. They'll roll out the next thing. COVID, it started very, very slowly, didn't it? Do you remember that? It was just a few cases here, a few cases in that country, a few cases in that country. No big deal. You notice they're planting the same seeds with monkeypox. Oh, this country's got 25. This country's got 30. This country's got 14. This country's got six. This country's got four. And then it increases just a little bit. They'll just get the seeds in there and then they'll ratchet it up just a little bit more. So now they need to swing to something else. They need something to mask the inflation, the shortages, the food problems. They're going to need something to, to mask all this because they know that you're waking up to it and they know that others are waking up to it. Nothing wakes people up faster than red stocks. Isn't that what Edward Dowd said? Nothing's going to wake people up faster than that. When you start seeing things like, oh, I don't know, uh, your cold beer's not available if you're in the US, that's going to be a big problem. If you can't get parts for your truck in middle America, that's a problem. And especially if you can't get beer before you get the parts for your truck. So you drink the beer while you're working on the truck with your buddies. That's going to be a big problem. Or so then baby formula. 
or baby formula. Yeah. Mm. But that's okay. You, you need to go to Tijuana to get that. That's where you need to go. If you want baby formula in America, you got to go to Tijuana to get it. But this this mass formation, that's what's going to cause people to take one of these shots in the arm every six months. The government's already saying they're hell, they're already buying the vaccines for this monkeypox. The U.S. government just ordered uh, how many how many million was it, Bruce? Was it like 30 million or something? Somewhere in that range, like 15, 30, somewhere in that range. Yeah, I don't something like that. They'll exactly. buy more. Yeah, they'll buy more. Mm-hmm. So they're going to roll out another one for you to take. Uh, they're already saying, well, if you don't have the smallpox shot, you can take that and it'll work against it. Kind of like what they were doing in the first stages of COVID. Well, we've got something over here. If you take a flu shot, that'll help, right? Just trying to get you to take something. Kind of a problem with that. So the group that we were talking about where this is spreading fastest, the most, is in the homosexual community. We don't have enough here in the United States to um, need 30 million, 15 million. At, at, at most, uh, the homosexual community makes up 4% of the population. I'll, I'll say 5% to make an easy rounding thing. Yeah, you're not going to need that many. But that doesn't matter. Not only will they target that particular group, they'll target everybody else that's already in the in-group. That's my point, is they'll group everybody else in there. They won't target that specific group. That specific group is a target for them, yes. But they'll target everybody else. The ones that have already taken them, they'll go after that same group because they need that group to stay in the in-group. They can't have those people dissenting. If those people dissent, they'll be the biggest resistors. They'll be bigger resistors than us if they wake up to what's happened. This is Dr. Reiner Fulmesh. He's the... uh, He's the one that's uh, leading the uh, the German legal team that's trying to put a grand jury trial together against Fauci and Schwab and these uh, and Gates and these people uh, in the WHO. But this is his take on the next step. And quite frankly, I can't say I disagree with him. They need something else. This is the next thing they need. They need a push. And it needs to be similar to what you already know. They need an excuse to bring back the lockdowns, the masking, the social distancing, the restrictions, everything else. They need an excuse to bring it back. And so you're already used to it. They need another reason to roll out these digital IDs. That's what it's all about, is that single ID system that will control your life. That is social credit. The cashless society, the programmable token that they're going to give you as currency, that is social credit. But again, they need a crowd. They need an in crowd. Someone that buys into their their agenda, they need that crowd to go along with it. This was his take. My personal view is that they've overplayed their hand and that they did not expect so many of us to wake up. My personal assessment is that they were pushed into an early start. Um, they were uh, going to announce the pandemic or the pandemic rather in uh, early 2020 when there weren't any cases. And so they had to create these cases and they did that with the help of the PCR test. But uh, because of this early start, I think it's an early start, they're making many mistakes. And uh, by overplaying their hand, by crossing too many red lines, now they have a problem with more and more people waking up. That's why I think they're going further than they probably intended to go, because we're close to really, really close, in my view, at least to a tipping point. And I think this is this shouldn't have happened, at at least according to their plans. It shouldn't have happened quite yet, but they need to come up with a new narrative. You can see their desperation uh, in the fact that they're trying to play the same story over again. Monkeypox is nothing but a Corona 2.0. And that just shows you that they they're they're hard pressed to come up with something that'll keep people in 
panic mode. Therefore, I think they're going to need that other narrative to kick in very quickly. And that other narrative being the war in Ukraine, which is probably going to spill over into Germany and then the rest of Europe. That's my personal assessment. First of all, let's let's just take this one at a time. First of all, do you think they've overplayed their hand in your opinion? Do you think they have? I thought from the start that they did because they weren't supposed to do this until uh, I want to say they, they were going to roll this out in 2030 anyway. Agenda 2030 was supposed to carry us to 2050. It was supposed to be a 20-year transition, but that didn't happen. Now they're trying to compress a 20-year plan that they had intended to roll out in 2030 because by that time, by that time, our generation that's still able to critically think would have been almost on the edge of not being able to do anything about it with the amount of damage we're doing now. We would have had less of an impact then than what we're having now. And we would have had even less of an impact than that carrying it on for 20 years if they were able to. But now that's happened. They've triggered it early and they're trying to compress a 20 year plan that wasn't due for another 10 years into the next 10. So do you think they've overplayed their hand? I personally believe they're making a lot of a, a lot of mistakes. We were talking about some of those mistakes yesterday. You're literally putting China as the head of the uh, executive board of the World Health Organization. You're putting North Korea, uh, a rogue hermit state dictator. You're putting that as the head, the head of the disarmament committee or whatever it is in the United Nations. That's what you're doing. That can't be a model for what you want. If you're trying to create this agenda where you're trying to get all these countries on board and get people working together, that can't be a face, even just from the optics side of it. So showing their, um, I, I guess, their inability to manage things. I mean, these people can't manage a hot dog stand and they're going to somehow reshape the world. I don't think so. I don't think so. As I said yesterday, I think the Chinese Communist Party is just sitting back having belly laughs, waiting to eat these people for lunch. So I think they overplayed their hand multiple times over. I think it's happened in Hollywood. They've overplayed their hand. I think they've overplayed their hand in, um, with the, the whole um, LGBT movement and all of that. Um, they've overplayed. The T's now are basically the untouchables, whereas just a few years ago, it was any of the LGBT. Um, in fact, they were court rulings were in favor of the LGBT movement instead of literal or, uh, groups and organizations that have constitutional rights enshrining them they were shown to have more sway than constitutional rights so i i think they've been overplaying their hand for years personally years before covid even came in i'm, I'm you know maybe really i think some of the stuff that obama did was overplaying i think they they overplayed their like obamacare that was an overplaying of their hand but that was also meant to cause our uh, medical system to fail so that they could institute a universal uh, healthcare system. They want as much control as they can possibly get. That's the goal. Social credit, as we talked about it. I think, though, with COVID, that was overplayed. Hell, I remember. I remember when Trump was saying it would be an, uh, you know, an Easter miracle having everything open up again, and whatever, whatever the hell he was saying. I thought then I was like, you better damn well open it up by Easter. This is going on too long. So I've been on board with the whole overplaying it since almost, you know, what, a month after it started. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it, it's it's been going on too long. The the thing is, though, I'm I'm not sure I I slightly disagree with only syntax of what uh, Fulmish was saying there, saying that COVID 2.0 is monkeypox. Actually, I think Ukraine is COVID 2.0. 
because okay, we came fair. out of COVID, went straight yeah, into yeah. Ukraine, and now yeah, we're trying to transition back agenda. to another virus with the same agenda. Yeah, yeah. And no, they're, I, they're I trying to go into monkeypox. So yeah, yeah. If you're if you're looking at it from a disease perspective, I agree. It, it, this is this is COVID 2.0. But as far as a narrative, um, this is 3.0. And I I, I don't think uh, honestly I don't think I don't think the world is ready for another COVID lookalike, especially when this one. The thing is, is when this one, when you're infectious, uh, you're, you're showing signs of infection. Yeah, you physically like you'll see visibly it. be able to see yeah. it now. Uh, it's not going to be like, uh, well, you can you can be asymptomatic and spread. No, this one, you have to have physical contact with the lesion uh, on, on the individual. It's pretty clear that they so. Yeah, which is partly why it's spreading among certain communities more than others, because physical contact is more common. You know, I was listening to an interview, I want to say it was last week, and quite honestly, I'm not quite sure how to take it, but let me run this one past you, because it was an interesting concept, and I, I'm still not quite sure where I am on it yet, but knowing the people that are behind it, it kind of makes sense. This person's assessment was, this is a, an expert on like the Vatican, and, uh, and he's an Italian guy. His assessment was that we're going to be dealing with virus problems as in like covid and then monkeypox and and his guess was is that we're going to start seeing an explosion of this monkeypox thing just like we saw with covid somewhere around the second to third week of this month they're going to start hyping it is what he meant that they're going to have the, all the pundits in the media get spun up they're going to put travel restrictions in place and, and everything else like they did before but his assessment was they're going to use the first three years. This is to take us to 2030, right? They're going to use the first three years in some type of pandemic responses and viruses and things like that. All this is about it is to get that pandemic response team and the World Health Organization treaty through. That's all this was about. And then we're getting close to the three year mark that he was talking about, 2023, right? This started in 2020. So we're getting close to that three-year mark. End of twenty, end of this year will actually be three years because they triggered it in 2019. So that would be this. At the end of this year, starting into 2023, his assessment was we're going to cycle away from pandemics because you won't be able to do... Now, all of this is to keep us off balance. You won't be able to do the, uh, the digital track and trace by what comes next. What comes next is three years of cyber attacks, various disruptions here and there, grid down in this country, grid down in that country, but not permanent, just enough, just enough to squeeze you and put pressure on you into taking what comes after. The final three years leading us into 2030 was some type of limited nuclear conflict between countries. Now, given the people that are involved behind the scenes, and I'm talking about Schwab and company and the people that are behind him, at least the ones that we're speculating about, the ones that we don't know for sure, that doesn't seem all that impossible, does it? I mean, they've essentially told us what they want to do, right? We've covered all these things. We've covered the, the, the biological aspects. We've covered the cyber pandemics that they're warning us about already. That means the ones that they're wargaming, cyber polygon, all this stuff, that's to give them plausible deniability for when they actually do it. They have some sick code about themselves. And I'm talking about like Gates and these people. They have some kind of sick code about themselves where they believe that if they tell you what they're going to do to you and you don't resist it, you're agreeing to it. That sounds awful familiar to the terms that you agree to when you click I agree to that 63 page whatever it is on your smartphone, doesn't it? You're agreeing to it. You don't know what it involves, but you're agreeing to it. 
it's almost the same thing. They believe that since you're not resisting it, you're okay with it. That's kind of like, that sounds like um, a rapist saying, well, you're not resisting, so obviously you're interested. Well, that's kind of what these it's people the same, are. It's the same logic. It, it, this is, and honestly, that's essentially what they're doing to us. They're essentially, they're, they're just stealing our livelihoods. They're, they're stealing our lives from us. Yes. And, and well, I would argue they've already stolen just, it, but well, we're just fighting to get it back. I, I don't think they've gotten that far yet until they get to the point where they're starting to implant people uh, with, with chips and the social credit system is there and there's no getting out of it. Then I would say your life's over at that point. You're a slave to the machine. Um, as it stands now, you're kind of uh, you, you're kind of a slave, but you're kind of choosing to be a slave. It's kind of like, a, you know, well, you're not resisting to be a slave, are you? No, it's kind of like they're literally saying we'll enslave you. The signs are on here. Slaves are us. And they're inviting you in. Slaves are us. And you're just <laughs> willingly walking in. You know, you're, you're willingly uh, following their lead uh, at this point. It, it, it's but they're already kicking up. This is the, the three years and three years thing. They're already kicking up the, the nuclear war, though. They're, they're already talking about uh, Russia's saying that they'll destroy the U.S. with four uh, Satan-class uh, nah, uh, nah, nukes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's bad for business. To, to be fair, that's actually true. He could actually do it with one. Yeah, yeah. Technically. But, you know, honestly, I, I think he could destroy... I think he could destroy the United States if he just used one. Yeah, but nobody wants to... I don't mean to, it's because no, nobody the, wants the size to, and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to rule over a nuclear wasteland. I mean, that's not... that. That's the avoidable piece here, uh, is nobody wants to do that. And quite frankly, just from a strategic standpoint, and I'm not a military strategist or anything like that. I'm just going off of what I know from reading history. That's all I'm making my assessment on here. You don't bomb civilian populations... If you're another nation and you're looking to, to wage war against an opposing nation, you don't bomb civilian populations unless you're trying to get that particular nation to surrender and submit. That's why we bombed the Japanese the way we did. We were trying to get them to stop. Well, actually, there's a there's an interesting little tidbit about history on that one. Sorry, there's a there's a side note to that. We, we actually had technology that was supposed to allow us to do strategic bombing. So they had some tech that was... It basically was an analog computer that was designed to to calculate uh, bomb trajectory and all of that. And it was supposed to eliminate the need of carpet bombings and all of those kind of things. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, we didn't have uh, at the time the uh, fine measurement that we do now uh, for manufacturing of those in mass quantities. So they weren't accurate um, and they didn't accurately predict bombings. We found that the bombings... We, we couldn't do those accurate bombings. So we were like, well, we got to resort to fire bombings because we have to destroy those facilities. And it just so happened that yeah, that's what we had to do. But I, 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 I want to push are back used, a little though. bit. Yeah, but sorry, just on that point, if nukes are to be used, though, then at least if you're uh, at least if you're looking at it militarily, they're going to target other military facilities first. That's going to be the first target if you're going to nah. use nukes. No, nah. if you want to if you want to cripple the U.S., if you want to cripple the U.S. and keep them from getting involved, hit Seattle, hit L.A. Hit Seattle's already been hit. L.A.'s already been hit. <laughs> what are you talking about? They've already been hit. They're already nuclear wastelands. Have you seen the streets? I, I, I don't disagree. But the thing is, is you have the weakest president that the U.S. has had in, in at least our lifetime, uh, if not the entirety of the American uh, I mean, have you seen some of his his approval ratings? 
I mean, we're talking most teens popular, and most some popular guy ever. Most States. popular guy ever. 81 million yeah, people yeah. voted for that guy. Yeah, sure. And you see all the Twitter uh, he followers like, he's got? Yeah, yeah. Uh, something like, what was it, 18% in like Minnesota or something or Wisconsin or something like that. Like his approval rating is horrible uh, across the nation. Um, I, I, if I'm a, if I'm a dictator leader on the way out, um, my nation is already in tatters. My military is, uh, let's be honest, it's from the eighties. I can't really do anything. Um, uh, yeah, why not? Why would I not nuke the world superpower, bring them to their knees? What, what are they going to do? They're going to come in and destroy my already falling apart country. I mean, that, that's the thing is if Russia did that, what is the United States retaliation to that? We're going to nuke them too? Well, I mean, that is the standard response. I'm not saying that, that that's what we response. would do, but that is a standard response. Yeah. That is also the standard response for a biological, biological warfare. Uh huh. And we didn't do anything with the biological attack that we had two years yeah. ago. Uh-huh. And th- so my, my point is, is at this point, you want to bring the American people to their knees and get them to, I, I don't know that the American, that the fighting spirit that, that we've seen in World War II, how they just, soldiers did what needed to be done. They just, they just did what needed to be done. I don't know that we have that anymore as a, as a, as an entire nation, as a, as a, I know there's, there's some of us here that still do, and I'm not trying to overlook them. Uh, I, I just, if they were to nuke those cities, would it be enough to get the American people to be like, uh, let's not send any more arms to Ukraine. We want to be left alone. No, I don't think so. It would just be another agenda, I think, if the if the same ruling class are allowed to remain in power. I mean, this doesn't end. We, we said this from the start. This doesn't end until these people are removed. And I, I don't mean voted out. Can we get past that already? We don't have an election process in America because we haven't fixed what happened in the 2020 election. Don't give me this crap about all oh, the midterms. We're going to be a uh, we're going to be seeing a red tsunami to what the Republicans, the, the bumps on logs that are going to do nothing. That's ridiculous. We haven't fixed the problem of 2020. There is no 2022. There is no 2024 with that problem still existing. There, there is an element of um, uh, so you can only cheat so much. Um, but I, I think the margin is something like eight or ten percent. You can't go any higher than eight percent or ten percent in that range. You can't go any higher than that because then it's obvious that you're cheating. Now, that, How that it- said, I don't. I don't see why the Democrats would care at this point. I was going to say, what, because, I was going to say, how is that relevant? Yeah. They don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they don't care at this point. No, nothing's being done. Um, Fox News, you know, the the conservative right wing news media that's supposed to be right wing new conservative news media. What, what? Yeah, when do they have a conservative one? Can you tell me so I can watch it? Yeah, because I haven't seen it, one. It, well, yet. except for Tucker. Tucker. Yeah, yeah, that's the only one that I can say is conservative. They're constantly saying, "Well, there's no proof." Uh, of election fraud. Uh, the courts, uh, you know, they, 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 they didn't see any, any, they, none, nothing was brought before the courts. There was no evidence. And it's like, yeah, we had prima facie evidence, which, which said there was a problem. There needs to be an investigation. They went to the courts and said, Hey, we need an investigation. Here's the, the problems that we're seeing. And the courts didn't even care. They did not listen to any of the, uh, evidence. They just threw the cases out. Anyway, that's a side note. I don't know. Even even with the same, I'm not sure how they would push the new narr- a new narrative. If Russia was to nuke, if they were to do that, uh, do 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 the American people have the stomach to return fire? Do the American people have the stomach to go into another war? 
because I, I feel like nukes are going to be used at one point. I, I, I think nukes are going to be used. At the very least, they're going to be launched. Whether or not they go off, I, I, you know, that is to be determined because there are, are multiple um, defense, defense systems between us and them. There, there is ways to shoot them down. But I, I honestly, I can't rule out that something isn't going to be launched. And I honestly don't know how the, the, the people are going to respond. The, the elite are going to do their, their typical thing. I, I agree. They're going to do their typical narrative. They're going to try to form a, a new narrative. And they're going to try to start sending more money over there, which is only going to reach the pockets of oligarchs. And it's going to filter back to the politicians, just as it is now. Um, yeah, this is just this is just a scam. This is all just I. Mm -hmm. I this is the brainchild. I don't understand why we're involved. The, this is the brainchild of of the likes of Henry Kissinger and and Galbraith and and uh, what's his name, uh, the fat man Khan, and and their their prodigy is who Klaus Schwab. But everybody has a part to yeah. play in this. You've got Fauci. You got Fauci's back. Fauci's out today. Literally, he just said this. This literally just dropped. He said it's entirely conceivable that Americans will need yearly COVID booster shots. That they're literally trying to resurrect everything again. Is it <laughs> You had Gates on the stage saying that these COVID shots were ineffective. You, you, you have uh, Fauci essentially admitting to the same thing, basically saying that, well, they're effective for two weeks because it kicks your immune system up. Your immune system reacts, so it's active. And then it kind of goes into a, a, a sleep again, if you will. Um, it, it recovers after the, this is, this is, if you we're start doing time. boosters like this. We're wasting it, time. It, <laughs> That's what we're doing. We're, we're wasting time. We're, we're literally, we're trying to navigate a maze with no exit. There's no way to get out of this problem. They, they've given you a problem with no solutions. We're literally going in circles. They'll circle right back to something else. And they'll throw another doorway in front of you saying, oh, if you go through this door, then everything will be fine. And then there's a whole new set of problems when you go through that door. We're wasting time with these people. Like I said, until these people are removed, and nobody voted for these people, I might add. Who voted for any of those people down there in Davos? Anybody? No one. No, we were pulling away from this system. Never forget that. Don't get lost in that. In the beginning of this, we were pulling away from the system. Whether you like Donald Trump or you hate his guts, I don't care. The fact is, is what he represented was America's disdain for unelected bureaucrats. Whether you like Boris Johnson or you hate his guts, I don't care. He ran on Brexit. That's what the British people wanted. That's what they voted for. So your, your trap reference there, are, are we stuck in a Chinese finger trap? And, and yes. the reason I'm using that reference is yep. the more you pull apart, you divide, you separate, the more trapped you are. You, you have to come together to get out. And that's, that's yep. kind of what's, what's happening here is they're dividing us and getting us separated. And the more we separate, you're not going to get out of this. this is, it, it's, it's just going to dig the hole deeper. And then it's going to, as that hole gets deeper, it's going to, it's going to further that, that divide. People aren't going to want to come together because they're completely different ideas or so they think. This is why they need to keep up the fear. They need to keep that mass formation psychosis going. They have to keep it going. They have to keep that group. They have to keep people off balance. They have to continue to pit one group against another. That's what they have to do. I'm, I'm still where, where the direction the next narrative is going to go, like as far as like I said, we've already got the nuke talks. We already got another virus on the on the table. We already got the, the Ukraine. They just need BS. to carry it. They just need to carry it to the end of the year. If they can carry it to the end of the year, you've already got Kissinger. Kissinger's literally on stage at Davos talking about how, okay, look, 
you're going to have to cede something to, to Russia. Uh, there's no solution over there. You're going to have to do something. So that's going to have to end. They're going to roll from that into something else. Like I said, they only need to go to the end of this year. If this assessment is correct, they only need to go to the end of this year. Then they can start the cyber stuff. They can start the disruptions that way. They can start throwing people off balance with that. Then they have the cover for a winter of discontent, freezing people out, starving people out, and triggering mass inflation. There's one problem. Uh, at least here in the U.S., there's one problem. You have to get rid of the guns. If yes. you don't get Biden's rid of the guns ordered. before He's they start doing that, yeah, yeah if, if they don't get it done before the midterms. So I legit think there is going to be a red wave. I, I, I do think that's going to happen. I do too, um, but I don't think even, it's going to go anywhere. with the cheating. Right. I don't think it's going to go anywhere, but it's not going to go anywhere either direction. It's not going to go, it's not going to benefit the people, but it's not going to benefit the elite. It's going to be a stalemate, which buys that that's only that that only prolongs what the, you know, how long things are, but they're not going to be able to get things like gun control and those kind of things through. And, and they're not going to be able to, to, to take people's guns. So they have to do it between now and midterms. And that's the next step. They have to get that done because if they start doing this, the cyber pandemic, and they start shutting down and they start eliminating food and those kind of things and people aren't able, they're starving. That's when they're going to take up their guns and that's when they're going to go hunt and they're not going to be hunting animals. They're going to be hunting the people that did this to them. But you're still giving them what they want. That's the trap. Again, we're, we're back to that trap. You're still giving them what they want. Schwab and company expect people to rise up like they're doing in Sri Lanka right now, like they're doing in Iran right now. They expect people to rise up and overthrow the governments and get rid of them. And then everything collapses. You're to blame the governments. They're not there to help you. They're there to take the fall for Schwab and company. Then Schwab and company believe that they're going to come in with the corporations and rebuild everything because democracies didn't work. They weren't inclusive enough. If it comes down to the American people actually having the balls to... Okay, let's paint the scenario first. Okay, this is hypothetical. If it came down to... Uh, People could not eat. They can't go to work or any of those kind of things. They can't afford their house anymore, uh, let alone the fact that there's no electricity, you know, and those kind of things. dangerously right? close to that. We're getting dangerously close yes, to that. We, we are. Um, but, you know, there's no food, there's no electricity, and they haven't taken the guns. Uh, the corporations aren't going to be able to come in and say, hey, we're going to fix this because the corporations are just as much going to be at fault. The, the way the left has branded everything, the, the left has for years been saying corporations is a problem. Corporations are the problem. Now, all the people with the guns, they're all realizing, OK, government's the problem. They've been on board with that idea for a long time. Most of them. Government's the problem. Now they're starting to realize, hold on, not only is the government the problem, these big corporations are the problem, too. So if the big co corporations come in and say they're going to try to fix it with Schwab and company, they're going to end up the same way as the government. Um, they're going to get hunted just the same. So I, I don't know. And keep in mind, I'm not saying this is something that I want to happen. Th this isn't how I want it to go down. I want us to go through this the legal process. I want us to go through this peacefully. I'm just painting the scenario that if it came down to, you know, people can't eat. Historically speaking, if you can't get food, people turn to violence. And that's when society breaks down. I mean, it, it only takes like, what, 70, what is it, 72 hours, 78 hours, something like that? There are uh, nine somewhere meals. In that range? There are nine meals between us and anarchy, my friend. Yeah, think about that. that, that think about that. Yeah. So it, it, it society breaks down when there's no food like that. And it, it it's going to be, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if the, if uh, I don't know if the American people as a whole have the foresight 
to go after the people that caused this or if they're just going to go after their neighbor for a quick meal. That I don't know. That I don't know either. And that is the question that will have to remain unanswered for today. So for those of you who would like to send us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. That's all, just five friends. You know, someone you're trying to wake up, you know, someone you're trying to get to think on their own, we would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Bruce, thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening. 